Welcome to the Dr. Berg Healthy Keto and Intermittent Fasting Podcast. Now your host, the man taking your health to a whole new level, Dr. Eric Berg. What is the best way to know if you have high cortisol? What is cortisol? Cortisol is the main stress hormone. And if cortisol is too high, there's a lot of problems that can happen in your body. I've done a lot of videos on this. Let me go down the list uh, to give you some ideas on what happens when your cortisol is too high. You get belly fat. You lose protein in your thigh muscles and your buttocks, okay? So you lose your butt and your thighs. What, what's that going to do to your knees? It's going to make your knees very painful and weak, especially when you're climbing stairs. Your blood pressure might increase first starting with the systolic, that's the top number, and then ending up with the diastolic too. Allergies, asthma, acne, anxiety, low tolerance to stress. People start really getting on your nerves, especially slow drivers. Um, inflammation. Why? Because cortisol is the main anti-inflammatory. So if you don't have it, you fill up with inflammation. It could be anywhere, back pain, whatever. Um, blood sugar problems. You can even end up becoming a diabetic if there's too much cortisol. This is why when people get injected with prednisone, for example, where they use prednisone a lot, sometimes they can become a diabetic. Cravings for carbs and breads. Okay, that would be one uh, way to know that you have a problem with cortisol. Decreased libido, decreased potassium because potassium goes through you. And that's a problem because potassium is needed for so many things like energy, um, relaxing you, balancing fluids, it's a main electrolyte, etc., etc. You may tend to hold salts, and that's why you have edema as well. But also, you will lose something that is involved with making acids, okay, and hydrochloric acid. So you end up with digestive problems because you don't have enough acid and your blood pH can go more on the alkaline side, not the acid side that a lot of times people think, more alkaline, and that can give you a whole series of additional problems. But in addition to all of these symptoms, one of the best ways to know you have high cortisol is the time you wake up at night. Typically, it's gonna be about two o'clock in the morning. It could be a little bit later, like 2.30 a.m., but between two and 2.30 a.m. in the morning, that's when you become awake, okay? Now, I had this problem for years and I didn't know what it was. It was driving me crazy. It was torture because I would get up in the middle of the night and of course I had restless leg syndrome too, but I would just wake up and I would start to think and analyze and solve problems and worry uh, for hours. And then when I finally went to sleep, that was around eight o'clock. So the pattern for high cortisol is you wake up at 2 a.m. or 2.30 a.m. and then you finally can get to bed right around 8 a.m. when you're supposed to wake up, right? Why is that? Because cortisol follows a circadian wave and cortisol normally is supposed to be the lowest at 2 a.m., okay, and the highest at 8 a.m. in the morning. So everything is kind of backwards. And so when you should be sleeping, you're most awake. When you should be awake, you're mostly asleep. And then also you might have a problem at midday, right around, let's say, um, 2 o'clock p.m. or 3 o'clock. Boy, you just want to take a nap. So that's the pattern of high cortisol. You can also do a um, saliva test. Uh, there's also a hair analysis. I don't know if they're still doing it now, but that's a really good analysis. They check your hair. Because if you test your cortisol with your blood, you're only looking at your cortisol at one 
time of the day as compared to the hair, which gives you an overall average of what's going on with cortisol, or a saliva test, which is good, which you're measuring like every four hours through a whole period of time to find out what's happening on this pattern. Um, so the question is, what do you do about it if you have symptoms of high cortisol? Well, you gotta find out what or who is causing your stress, do something to improve that, okay? Uh, walking, long walks in nature, very, very important. Physical work is a little better than exercise, even though exercise is really good. Um, but physical work to the point where you're, you can get tired because it also doesn't just deplete you of the excess energy, the nervous energy, but it gets your attention off problems. B1, essential. Nutritional yeast is one of the best sources and lots of it. Vitamin D3, vital. Okay, And another reason why vitamin D is good is because cortisol tends to block the uh, storage of vitamin D as well as the ability to use vitamin D. People with high cortisol usually are always deficient in vitamin D and vitamin D is also good for depression. And vitamin D acts like cortisol in the body without the side effects. So it's not necessarily going to give you more cortisol. It'll help you regulate or balance cortisol that you already have. Potassium, magnesium are the two minerals that are physiological tranquilizers. They're key minerals that help relax the nervous system. And usually if you have high cortisol, you're going to be deficient in both of these. So taking those either in electrolyte or in food is very important. And then apple cider vinegar. Why? Because you have alkalosis and we need to acidify the body. So then you can start absorbing the minerals and breaking down protein. Very, very important. I have a lot more videos on cortisol. I'll put the links down below, but thanks for watching.